The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills in the heart of the offseason and getting closer to the start of free agency, which honestly has me a bit excited. Now I say that knowing that the Bills might not be making some big big splashes in free agency, but there's certainly enough conversation around it at this time. Uh, over the weekend, through in a bonus podcast, talking a bit about Matt Milano, how it seems like his time in Buffalo is unfortunately coming to a close. Um, I'm curious, you know, again, if things were normal with the salary cap, looking at that, what type of position it would be. But you can go back and listen to that episode. And and again, maybe we'll all be shocked and, and Milano will end up back with the Bills. But for right now, I'm of the assumption and the mindset that um, probably something that is not going to happen at this time. Now, when we talk about free agency, there were a couple things I wanted to, to touch base on on the podcast today. Obviously, there's been so much talk around J.J. Watt and just waiting the expectation of, okay, Buffalo, there's mutual interest between him and the Bills. What is it that can possibly happen? But, you know, anytime you have an article at buffalorumblings.com or you go on Twitter, um, sometimes there's that silent minority, right? And you say that from somebody that just does not think the signing is a good idea, not something that they're looking for the team to do. And from that standpoint, it's interesting to just gauge like, okay, well, how, 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 uh, what is the minority, right? Like what percentage of fans, sorry, as I'm struggling to go through with this, right? Like as you take a look, so, you know, and I realize everyone that listens to the podcast is not on Twitter. And, uh, sometimes that's where you go to get some of your information or to get some feedback that's there. But I did post a cut pretty simple question just a couple of days ago, you know, do you want the Bills to sign J.J. Watt? And, you know, the overwhelming majority, almost 86% of those that chimed in, um, said that they do want the Bills to sign J.J. Watt. And for me, that was, you know, you get some comments, of course, it's got to be at a reasonable contract, nothing long-term. You know, I think there's an expectation of, right, maybe a two-year deal, something along those lines. Like, yeah, not that it would be breaking the bank to bring in J.J. Watt, but there does seem to be this universal feeling that this is something that the Bills uh, Bills fans would would want to see happen. Uh, there really hasn't been a whole lot of news on the Watt front over these past couple of days, and uh, I do find myself checking online a, a bit more than normal 
to see if there's any updates, anything new coming in. There really has not been much at this time, and that's fine. And uh, in due time, we'll see what happens. Um, in a future show, we'll talk about the depth of defensive end free agents that are available this year. If things were not to work out with J.J. Watt, it will be interesting to see if the Bills look to make a move in free agency at D end or if it's something they look to address more in the draft. But I think the consensus among Bills fans, right, is there needs to be an improvement there. And we all love what Jerry Hughes has done. We want to see more from A.J. Epinesa. We certainly saw improvement from him in the second half of the season. But when you look at that third D.E. spot, right, and, and we certainly saw some good things from Mario Addison during the 2020 season, but now as he's up near 34 years of age, you look that the Bills can save over $6 million if they were to part ways with him. Uh, is that something they would do in looking to upgrade the position? Obviously, we'll need to wait and see what can happen there and if it's a move that the team needs to make. So I know I talk about J.J. Watt a lot recently. It seems like everybody is, but it's a bit of a waiting game. And I realize he's not the player that he was in years past. I'm not expecting 17 sacks or anything along those lines. But I think when you talk about a leader on the defense uh, that brings a, an attitude, I guess, that you can add to the culture, and I know some of you probably when I start talking about culture could – roll your eyes or, you know, whatever. But I think the production could be there from him because he could play early downs at defensive end. On passing downs, he can switch in to defensive tackle, right, lining next to Ed Oliver to rush the passer. That's something I'd be here for. And I'd like to see it take place on, a again, maybe a two-year deal. And let's see what happens. Now, another piece, as I look at this, I am, I think, at least I thought, in the minority when it came to wanting the Buffalo Bills to invest in a running back with their first-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Um, For myself, you've heard me talk about it before, right? Travis Etienne from Clemson is a guy that I can't stop uh, thinking about, I guess, in a way of like mock drafts going to the Bills. Him and Najee Harris seem to be positive, um, popular picks by many experts, as we've seen in our mock draft Mondays. But as I went through with this, I really tended to think more and more that the majority of fans would certainly be against the possibility with the Bills taking him in the first round. I really did, right? You take a look at these things and you think to yourself, okay, some folks are just adamant against it. Um, Bruce Nolan is one of those people, and I certainly respect his opinion that comes with that. There's other needs that need to be addressed. I know if it was up to him, he would draft a cornerback with pick 30, and that is great. You know, for me, when I look at the offense, it's not so much that the the missing link on offense is at tight end. And I've talked about that with you before. When you look at the crop of free agent tight ends that are out there, I, I still think the ceiling is quite high for someone like Dawson Knox. But that running back position, right, if you have that home run threat there, someone that can be that every down back that can catch passes out of the back backfield, really make things happen. Um, as I look at it, you know, probably being a 1A with Zach Moss being a 1B. Travis Etienne is that guy for me. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the draft. But as I share some of that excitement, and I know that Marcel Luis Jock from ESPN does, Jeremy White from WGR does, um, I was real curious. So again, what do you do when you got want to get some some feedback 
I put it on Twitter. And again, realize many of you are not on Twitter that are listening to this. So I'll tell you how things kind of rolled out there. Over 1,500 people voted in the Twitter poll. And it basically said, if the for the NFL draft, if Brandon Bean selected Travis Etienne with the first round pick, would you either be excited with the pick or disappointed that the team needs to focus on other needs? And two to one, almost 66%, said they would be excited with the pick. And that surprised me because I thought more and more people would fall into that category of just saying like, listen, eh, that's not what I'm looking for. Now, trust me, as I look at things, right, I can see a need to upgrade at linebacker, at cornerback. We've got to see what happens along the offensive line with John Feliciano and Daryl Williams. None of that is lost on me at all. But as I said in a comment, for me, football is fun. Watching football is fun, especially when I watch an offense like the Buffalo Bills had during the 2020 season. And when I think of adding someone like Travis Etienne to the Buffalo Bills offense, that makes the offense more fun. And for me, that's just something I would love to see. Now, again, I would love to see Zach Moss become an all-pro and Devin Singletary to be fantastic and all of these pieces. I'm not I'm not saying that the team needs to move on, but I'm just looking at this as a spot on offense where the team can upgrade. And I just was shocked. I was shocked that so many people um, would be excited about the pick. And again, not saying maybe it's exactly what they would have wanted to do or any of those pieces, but it's something they would be excited about and helping to make the Buffalo Bills offense that much more dynamic. So Why don't I do this? I want to come back. I do want to talk to you about another free agent for the Bills after the break. Daryl Williams, the right tackle. I just want to chat with you for a couple minutes. Hold on. I'll be right back with you on Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you, catching up on everything Buffalo Bills. Wanted to talk with you a little bit about Daryl Williams, offensive lineman starting all games at right tackle for the Bills last year. And this, I've talked with you about in the past, is really the guy that I am prioritizing as a re-signing for the Buffalo Bills. Um, And this was even before things with Matt Milano. I'd mentioned it before. When you think Milano maybe in the neighborhood of $14 million per year or more along the line, someone like Daryl Williams, whose spot track is projecting at a two-year contract for just under $16 million, under an average of $8 million per season. If I was Brandon Bean in the Buffalo Bills front office, I would be doing whatever I needed to to free up that space to have my right tackle right opposite of Deion Dawkins protecting Josh Allen, being again another cornerstone of the Buffalo Bills offense that did such a great job in the passing game during the 2020 season. Now, we also, looking back just a couple of weeks, an article on buffalorumblings.com, our own Matt Warren on February 9th, he had his contract projection for Buffalo Bills free agent tackle, Daryl Williams. Now, his projection was a little bit different, a little bit higher than what Spotrack had. Spotrack, that's what I was talking to you, reading from before. He had this as four years, $35 million, with $18 million fully guaranteed. And again, that's right twice as long, spot track projecting a two-year contract, Matt going with four years, and again, going from just under $18 million up to 35. 
Matt had $18 million fully guaranteed. So basically from that standpoint, the Bills would likely be able to get out of the contract after two years. And a couple of projections that he tied it in with, um, Brian Bulaga from the Los Angeles Chargers signed a three-year $30 million deal, $19 million guaranteed. Mitchell Schwartz with the Kansas City Chiefs, three years for 24 and a half, 17 and a half million dollars guaranteed. And Dennis Kelly with the Titans signed a three-year deal for $17.25 million. If it were me, my initial thoughts when it came to Williams was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a three-year deal. And, and at least in my head, right, it was probably somewhere around three years, 24 to $27 million putting him at an average per season between 8 and $9 million. What the guarantees would look like, I would probably think it would be, you know, let's have it be a the first two years of the contract guaranteed, right? So if it's a $27 million contract, uh, $18 million guaranteed, taking care of those first two seasons from this standpoint, right, that would bring Daryl Williams to his age 30 season. And from that perspective, I would be fine with that as you're looking to lock this up. Um, I realize there are plenty of tackles that are available in the 2021 NFL draft, um, but I don't want to see the Bills creating more holes than are necessary. And if they can take care of things at right tackle and left tackle, we still need to see what could happen with John Feliciano, Cody Ford coming back from his injury, still on a rookie contract. You've got a restricted free agent in Ike Butker, who the team can bring back at $2.13 million. And of course, you still have Mitch Morris under contract that I do not see the team moving on from, but I would love to see them restructure his contract. So as you come with all of this, right, th- this is a this is priority one for me this offseason. This is a bigger priority than, than the Bills signing J.J. Watt. I think it's that opportunity. You take care of both of your tackle positions. You can be set and you can be good to go. I still think Cody Ford has potential. I just don't think it's at right tackle. I think his best position in the NFL is at guard and let him either settle in at right guard or left guard in between Deion Dawkins and Mitch Morris or in between Mitch Morris and Daryl Williams and go on and have a successful NFL career as a guard. But for the love of God, please stop bouncing him around. You think back to his rookie season where he spent time at right guard, spent time at right tackle, spent time platooning with Ty and Secchi. Then you think to this past season, okay, you make the shift to left guard. I'm fine with that. But pick a spot for him and keep him there. Speaking of Daryl Williams, right, that was the big gripe which took place with him and the Carolina Panthers. In the 2017 season, he was an All-Pro. 2018, he's out with an injury, comes back in 2019, he's playing left tackle, right guard, left guard, right tackle. They're pretty much bouncing him around all the time. And then here he is as a free agent heading into the 2020 season, and people think he's damaged goods or he's washed up. And he comes to Buffalo and they let him settle in at right tackle. And he has a fantastic season, garnering all pro votes and in position to get paid now which I think is is you know completely deserved based on how he performed this season and for the Bills to solidify themselves at both tackle positions. Yes, I think the offensive line can be upgraded. Look to upgrade at one of the guard spots, right? There are plenty of guards available in the first, second, and third round of the 2021 NFL draft. See what you can do in free agency. But if you have two sure things at your tackle positions, 
take this to sure things. There's different restructures you can do to free up the money. And we've talked before, there's guys that the team can cut that they can part ways with. I do not want them to part ways with John Brown. I think that's a contract they can restructure. So I just put that out there because that name seems to be a little too popular when it comes to talk about restructuring. So listen, as as we talk about it, right, I, I know I touched base on a couple of different things. Um, like everyone, waiting with bated breath to see what happens with J.J. Watt. Um, I am fully on board the Travis ATN train for him to be the Bills pick at number 30. I won't be disappointed if they go with someone else. If they take a linebacker like a Nick Bolton or a Zayvon Collins, or if they go with an edge rusher, thinking someone like Aziz Ajilari from Georgia, or if they look to do something to bolster the offensive line, I'm fine with that too. As I talked about before, if there's a cornerback worth taking at 30, of course we can see an upgrade there. When I talk about the Bills offense, talk about making it more explosive, more electric, to me that's just exciting. But I won't be disappointed with any of those other picks if that's what they do. And finally, my top free agent priority, as much as it's uh, you know not exciting or sexy, to talk about the offensive line, to Brandon Bean and his team, just go out and take care of that contract extension for Daryl Williams. The man has certainly deserved it in protecting Josh Allen at all costs. That's a priority for me that I would just love to see heading into 2021. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows. And if you hadn't heard yet, Joe Miller and the Overreaction Sports Podcast is going to be joining us here at Buffalo Rumbling. So excited to have him joining the team. And we have a great team here, right? Great shows when you think of Circling the Wagons, Mafia Mavens, The Code of Conduct, Believe, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, The Bruce Exclusive, The Buff Hub. We've got you covered. And don't forget my man, Jamie D and Big Newt. So we've got you a new podcast for you, seven days a week, adding new shows to keep that content coming for you because you all keep listening and we appreciate you tuning in each and every week. So I'm going to head out of here. Got to wrap things up. But as always, go Bills.